monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm okay. It's, I'm pretty good. It's been a while. We've got a new mixer. I don't know how the fuck it works. It's been a long time. It's got knobs and buttons and shit. It's so cute. I don't know what any of these switches do. I want to snuggle it in bed. We have different gains. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. There's like, there's a thing that says main section. <laughs> and there's a dial at the top that just well, says comp 0 to 10. So I put us at 10. the mountains of artwork and kids paint and Play-Doh on our table, we look very professional. I'll yeah. say that much. I've got a cool little hair elastic in. Joey's hair's grown quite a bit since last time we recorded it's been a year almost a almost year less than, less than a, year. a year though yeah last so time suck it's been it over a year yeah we're good at this what was the last movie we did it was um the peter cushing movie the the amicus one um oh yeah uh, house the house of, that dripped blood house of blood was the thinking. house that dripped blood the you were close you were close oh man that was so much fun it's a good movie this is the microphone you should talk to it oh <laughs> I mean, I understand that you want to look into my eyes. Well, don't like you don't have to eat it. Just like, no, just you're gonna make me have to ch- adjust the gain. I'm shrugging. All right, I'll do what you say. So we're back, and we watched a movie, and it was my pick. Because we were gonna record on my pick, and then I decided it was a shitty movie, and I didn't want to talk about it. What did we watch? Veronica. Oh yeah, we watched Veronica, and I on so. It kind of made me mad, though, because it mean, meant that I sat through all of Veronica and then didn't even get to record a podcast about it. I was like, no, this movie sucks. There's nothing worth talking about. I that mean, movie could've. was shite. I want to look at my letterbox and see if I actually wrote a review of it. Did you? You probably did. Seems like something you would do. Why do you have to be like that? I'm saying I'm being supportive, actually. I didn't write a review, but I gave it one and a half stars see, out of five. not worth talking. You know, no, it's a piece of shit. It was a bad movie. And then there are people that I like. Like, there's a guy I follow on, on Letterboxd. He's a smart dude. He gave this movie five stars. My sister. She was like, Yeah, it's she's who recommended it to she's us. She's like, it's going to scare you so bad. And I'm like, oh, Look, great. I can't wait. And then it didn't scare Like, me. I understand. That, I like, like I'm not. Movies. Yeah. I like to be scared. It wasn't scary. And I know that, like, I'm never scared by movies. Like, I know that that's, like, a thing. It's not that I'm super big and tough, although I am. It's just, that's just how I am. Am I okay? Am I talking okay into the microphone? You, well, you're interrupting me, but you're talking is fine. I just I, wish I you just weren't doing really it now. I'm conscious of how I'm talking. You got self-conscious while I was talking? <laughs> Can I finish my fucking sentence? I'm sorry, go ahead. My point was that, like, yeah, a lot of people talked about how, like, this movie was so good. And so I never, like, judge, okay, maybe it'll be scary, because... If people say movie's scary, that doesn't mean anything to me. But a lot of people said this movie was brilliant, and we watched it, and it was just like, not only was it cliche. boring, but it was cliche and technically inept and just they shitty. Were, okay, we're not actually reviewing that movie. Good so point. Let's move on. We didn't watch that movie. We watched it, but that's not what we're talking about. What we did watch yesterday evening. Joey's pick. It was my pick. Although it turns out that Joey the, picked yeah. a Korean movie. Big I, surprise. <laughs> 
I tried to pick something that is in line with your interests. You love you serial really murderers. I loved it. And I have been Spoiler, wanting for... It. Before we started recording, she was like, Joey, I want you to remember not to interrupt me. And I said, okay, I'll try, honey. And all you have done is interrupt me and beat me but down. But if I don't interrupt, then I never get to talk. Fine, go ahead. You go ahead. You do the whole show. Can I finish? But you, you don't even know what to say. You, you have nothing. No, I know what to say. We watched um, Memories of Murder. Right. So and I have... you know what? It was made in 2003 yeah. by... Go for it, Joey. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> So I've been wanting to see this movie. It's directed by Bong Joon-ho. Uh, ever since I saw The Host. Oh yeah, he directed The Host as he well. He did. Now, Nicole last night is insisting that we watch The Host together in our house. We and did. we did watch The Host together. But we watched it when we were dating at my parents' no, house. No, no, he's so Because I remember when the... Maybe we watched it again here, honey. But I remember watching The Host with you in my parents' house. And I remember okay. when The Host came out. Alright, maybe, maybe we did rewatch it Because The Host came out in 2006. I remember watching it here. I'm sure we did. But my point is it came out in... Here two, in this house. I, I know. But we moved into this house together? in 2009. On the TV in our We have been together so long and it gets longer <laughs> Don't even. so yes we watched Bong Joon-ho's Memories of Murder a South Korean crime drama serial killer film based on uh, the real life Korea's first serial murderers that took place between 86 and 91 in Hwaesong Gyeonggi province starring Sang, Song Kang-ho and Kim Sang-kyung in which during the murders the police and forensics made a mess of the crime scene every time. I think that was probably pretty common in that era. It was, but like, yeah. But anyway, no, normally this is the part of the show where we would play the trailer. However, the trailer is in Korean, so I thought maybe we won't bother because I don't know if three minutes of listening to ominous music with the occasional Korean voiceover would be all that much fun to listen to. Here's the trailer. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I just finished saying we're not going to do that this time. But it would be funny if after that and I said that, then the trailer played. Why would that be funny? Because then it would be funny to make everyone listen to it. You know, they'll just the turn off the... Here's the trailer, folks. I'm not playing the trailer. Damn it, Joey. Ruin my joke. Okay. Sorry. One, two, three. Here's the trailer. So, uh, the screenplay was written by Bong Joon-ho and uh, Shim Sung-bo. And it was actually based on... A, uh, a stage play by uh, Kim Kwang Rim. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So I did actually, actually like, read about the movie before we watched it, which I don't usually do. Mm-hmm. See, this I thought this was an interesting one to watch because you really are fascinated by serial killers. Yes. Uh, you know, like you and all the other women in the entire world apparently right now. <laughs> We're jumping on that bandwagon, honey. It just seems like every girl, excuse me, woman, I'm sorry, it's 2018. Hashtag times up. Well, it seems like every woman okay. I know who is like roughly your age is currently obsessed with serial who, killers. Who gets killed by serial killers? I'm not saying you women. shouldn't be. I was just saying that it happens to be a trend right now. You got on board with it, and that's cool. I wasn't criticizing you. Women get murdered. I, of course we're interested in yes, learning about it. I'm not attacking you. This is why they get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know that. That is not why they get murdered. Actually, they get murdered for lots of reasons. The psychology is fascinating. mm, mm -hmm. The point I was trying to make, darling, sweetheart, honey gem jewel, is that this was an interesting movie to pick because I really like this director and I really like this kind of movie. And you really like... 
you really like movies that are based on a true story. That always fast, seems do, to fascinate yeah. you. You like to actually look up the real case yes. and look into it. Whereas me, if I hear that a movie's based on a true story, quite often that will turn me off of watching it because I'll be like, oh, give a shit. You're the exact opposite of Exact me. opposite. And like after this was over, there was 0% of me that wanted to go and learn anything about the real cases. I'm really hoping you don't tell me anything about it because I don't want to know. Yeah, I actually, I'm good. I wanted to today to like learn about it and then I didn't so I mean I, luckily this it's also still an unsolved case yeah I just think the focusing Spoiler. on it as a movie on its own mm-hmm. is better I just thought it was interesting that we kind of approach it from two very different things and that you in general when we watch a movie that says based on the terrifying true story you go oh goody and I go oh brother <laughs> because usually it's something like fucking Amityville Horror which I'm sorry, that is a boring fucking movie. Which and the one, fact, the first one or the all remake? of them, or the other, the Ryan Reynolds one. The... Have you watched Found the most recent one, one that I got you? Oh no. It's called like Amityville. I don't know, <laughs> fucking seventy-five. Maybe we'll do it next time. The Awakening? No, the fuck we will. <laughs> I have it's look. It's my pick next time. Honey, can I? Yeah, it's called Amityville: The Awakening. But here's the thing. I feel like. I have put in the, the time with the Amityville franchise. I've seen like five of those fucking movies, and I always hate them. And I've seen all the movies that are you basically the, the first one. You yes, the first it's one. boring. It is boring. But the, the first look, one the is best so Amityville horror movie is The Conjuring, and even that isn't that good. Oh, the Conjuring is so good. That movie right. is it's overrated. Very, it's very much like Amityville. It is the Amityville horror. It's a better version, but it's overrated. Funny, because the people in The Conjuring were actually involved. In the real case of Amityville. Yeah, but you know what? They were con artists. None of that is real. It's all horseshit. And that's part of why usually true story movies don't work for me. Because I know it's all work. And it pisses me. So it just takes me out. But there's like part of me that's like, I, I really badly want to believe in ghosts. Yeah. So I'm always like, oh, please be real. But please don't be real because it's scary. Yeah, and I, and I get it. Like, I have no... I understand that. Like, I'm a huge huge pro wrestling fan so i get like just going along with it even though you know it's fake right like i get it i totally do it is fun fun. but for whatever reason that stuff makes me mad because it's a con and wrestling is supposed to be fun and you don't don't think wrestling is a con no because everyone's in on it and no one's being exploited okay that's a good point people get exploited but anyway back to the actual movie at hand should we talk a little bit about what it's about Here's the trailer, folks. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, but because this has, there's nothing supernatural about this movie, and ultimately, like it, it's a movie that, at the time it came out, was also very, very much, um, when when the other movie came out, it was compared a lot to Zodiac, and it would actually this be a movie was compared yeah. To Zodiac. Well, no, Zodiac was compared to this movie because Zodiac came after this movie. But Zodiac is a is a they're very similar movies thematically and in just sort of like how they're presented. There's lots of differences as well, but they're both like an investigation into a real life serial murder that spoiler alert spoiler alert if you don't want to know anything about this movie turn off the show has no resolution, and a lot of what the movie is about and what it get kind of gets into thematically is a lot about the fact that there is no resolution and that there is no and what it does to the detectives and. And the effect that the murder itself has on the world around it. Because that's the most interesting thing about this movie. But maybe we should talk about the plot first before we start Go talking about that. Do you mind if I recap no, the movie plot? Okay. So, in 1986, a young woman is found raped and How murdered about, in a ditch. How about this? How about... I almost made it through a sentence. When it's 
My pick. I'll do the pick. And then I'll do it again after you're done, just so no. the people listening will actually no, know what it's about? I will get good at this, and I'm going to get good by next podcast. So, in a year? No, no. We're going to try... <laughs> we're aiming for... No, don't even say that, because we say this every time. We're The next one will come out when it comes out, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah. We, we'd like for it to come out soon. We have a personal goal. But I got a fight stick recently, and that's taking up a lot of my time. Oh my god. I also just reinstalled World of Warcraft. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Joey! I know. I'm never gonna see you. You don't see me now anyway. I'm seeing you right now. I'm look yeah, I know, and you're yelling at me. Go to the Okay. So a woman is Sing raped. A song, and- Joey. There's no song. A woman is raped and murdered, found in a ditch, uh, and then another one. And uh, Park Duman, this, the the main character is this detective named Park. Uh, he's sort of like it's, it's sort of like a smallish town so it's not the big city and he has never really dealt with a case that's important uh, key evidence is kind of being investigated gathered poorly the methods are suspect their the forensics is the shits uh, Park has this thing where he claims he can determine suspects by looking in their eyes tell yes. them it's this whole great thing that he <laughs> anyway um, so him and his partner uh, they kind of get off on a, uh, a red herring. They they suspect this mentally handicapped boy of being the rapist and murderer, uh, and so they torture. Yeah, um, they beat the they, crap out they, of him. They tor- everyone they suspect they torture into giving a false confession. Exactly. Uh, and anyway, do you th- think that really happened? That happens now. That happens oh. all the time. I'm yeah, so that's a very you. real thing. Um, Anyway, the uh, the second main character then is a detective from Seoul who volunteers to assist in the case named Detective So. He's a bit more... Or um, Seo. He's a bit more seasoned. Yeah, he's a, probably a... It, it seems like he's a better detective, but he mostly just has different uh, methods. And one of the interesting things about the movie is how much their relationship changes and almost how their roles yes. reverse by the end of the movie. To me, that was the most interesting part of the movie. Yeah. Like, they're both good detectives and bad detectives in different ways so they end up actually being a really good complement and a good team for each other once they work together mm-hmm. well there's a really great scene uh when they find a suspect and there's this really excellent chase scene through like a, a factory this like outdoor like construction site factory and it's sort of the moment where Sayo starts to think that park may actually be a good detective even though his methods and and style is kind of bullshit the way that Detective Park finds yes. the suspect, yeah. and he was, and like you can see, Sayo like revising his estimation of him a little bit. Well, then, and then his like thing about looking people in the eyes, like, yeah, it's it just so stupid. Magically work. Yeah, and it's just so goofy and hokey, but uh, which also ends up coming into play. And and we, there will be spoilers here. We will talk about the end of the movie because it's sort of the most interesting part, I think. But anyway, uh, they continue to follow the, the clues, there's little bits and pieces that get discovered, uh, a certain song is playing on the radio every time one of the murders is, takes place it's always when it's raining um, so, there's like three main suspects in the movie yes uh, the handicapped fellow the handicapped fellow, the guy they find whacking it in the park to, to women's underwear, and he's wearing at, red underwear. at the at the murder site too, that's which is significant because every woman <clears throat> Most of the women were wearing red when they got murdered. Yeah, and After uh, that, it changes a little. Yeah, bit, so it's in, in a lot of ways like the the plot itself is a great, interesting plot that really keeps you interested in the movie, despite the fact that you know how it ends to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty impressive when a movie can keep your attention and keep you in suspense, knowing full well that there's not going to be a resolution. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty impressive. But the the plot itself, as good as it is, is sort of secondary to the. 
or it's not the most interesting thing about the movie. Like, just watching the way that the murders themselves impact this world that they're in. Like, at the beginning of the movie, everything's all, like, pastoral colors and very, like, folksy and down-home. And, like, the color... It's, like, these beautiful fields and everything's it's nice. more bright. Yeah. yeah. And as the movie goes on, all the color just drains out of the movie till the end. Everything, it's always gray and raining and grimy and dirty and crappy. And it's funny because... Um, sorry, I did interrupt you. You okay so many times it's fine um at the beginning when it's like that and then it's it's very slowly dissolves into the um gray like scheme yeah over the course and of I two hours i didn't notice that until the very end of the movie and at the very when end it of comes the movie back. they do a, um it's like flash 12 forward years, yeah 12 years later and it's bright again yeah and i was then i was like oh this and I remembered. This is what it was like at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and it, but it's such a slow, gradual change that I didn't yeah. even notice it. Well, and you watch just so involved in the in, in the story. Well, and you watch as all of the characters in this world in this town get like poisoned by this series of events. Like the, the whole idea, like it's a lot about the fact that this was the first serial murder in Korea, and the whole like the way that the country in this place completely loses its innocence and just becomes consumed by this crime like the nice guy who like just works hard and takes care of his sick wife is now like fantasizing about these murder victims and jerking off on at murder scenes uh the handicapped boy also it also ends up getting really dark everything gets really dark the characters who are like these good detectives who are trying hard they keep getting more and more corrupted and more and more beaten down by this thing till the end it just consumes one of them Mm -hmm. like it's it's a really neat look at how this this uh series of violent acts affects the world around it and i know you said this is um common in korean horror movies um where they mix humor and the and from what i have seen of korean movies Yeah. yeah but for me, because I've seen a few of them with you now too, but this director, he he does it the best that I've. Seen. I think so too. Because the host was the same. The host way, is very funny. Are you like actually laughing out loud? Like they take something that could be, like it does get really dark mm-hmm. at the end, but they take something that could be super dark and upsetting, like the torture scenes of of the suspects, yeah. and they're funny scenes. They feel real and human. Like the only American directors I can think of who mix this tone so well as the coen brothers this movie feels like it could be a coen brothers movie yeah like all the characters are fully realized they're they all feel like real people so even when they're doing horrible things like torturing people to get confessions like you genuinely like these characters or like feel empathy for them for everybody even the one who's torturing people yeah even this idiot like and like what happens to that character and how like not only does this case like erode the landscape of the actual world that they live in, it also starts to both mentally and even physically wear away at the actual characters. Like by the end, Park looks like shit. His best friend has lost his leg to this case. Mm-hmm. Like they're actually physically degrading at a certain point. Like yeah. it's it's really neat, but it's so gradual that you don't really realize it till the very end. Yeah. Okay, let's talk. Briefly, this is the major sport. Last chance, whether or about the very end of the movie, the flash forward where yes. Detective Park, who's no longer a detective now, he's a businessman of some kind, he's returns. Selling, um, like air freshener. Yeah, like things. yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, just like, like air purifier. Yeah, goofy. Sh- yeah, just 
you know, he's probably selling like shit that doesn't really work. He's, you can imagine what kind of salesman Park has become. But he seems to be doing well. Even he has then, like seeing him with his kids. He's yeah. doing the eye thing. Look at me in the Look eyes. Look at me in the eyes. You you're, can't. You're yeah. bloodshot. You've mm-hmm. been staying up on my playing video games. games. And that scene is funny too. And he's just like, "Did you do well?" Because like, yeah. It's like, well, at least you can be good at video games. <laughs> like that scene made me laugh. But yeah. so he, he, he gets. It, but it made me happy. He married his girlfriend from like. Yeah, those yeah, years ago, those you years. see her. A I lot. thought that She's was actually nice. his wife then too. Oh, I, I don't know, but I I got the impression that they were married then oh, too. Oh, I just got the impression that they were just boyfriend girlfriend because there's like I don't know. there seemed to be when he would talk about what she was doing outside of the house, she kind of did what she wanted. Like it just seemed like they. Yeah, I, I wasn't clear on that either. I thought they might have been <laughs> boyfriend girlfriend. What are you, thirteen? They boyfriend girlfriend. They were boyfriend girlfriend. Anyway, I, I yeah, I was. Were. I'm not sure whether they were meant to be married or what, but either way. Are you talking uh, about the very end now? Yeah, so at the very end, he returns to the beginning of the movie, the, the scene of the first body that they found, and he's it's just, just kind of stuffed into like a storm drain. Yeah, it's like a, a drainage ditch beside a, a rice paddy. Yes. So um, he's kind of looking in there, and then this little girl comes up and says, "You know, what are you doing?" And he says, like, "Oh, I'm just remembering memories of murder. It's the name of the movie." And she goes, "Oh, there was another guy here doing that." And, you know, you determined that it was the murderer who also came back to remember this. And just he like the whole... Because she said um, he's re- he was remembering something that he did that hear he did once, once a yeah. long time ago. And he's looking at her, realizing that she saw the murderer. Yeah. And he's, like, wishing he could have seen through her eyes. Yeah, just like, well, can you describe him? She's like, no, he was just ordinary. Which is sort of one of the points of the movie is, like, it's just a... A regular town, a regular guy. There's nothing special or unique about any of this stuff. It was just happened. But the best part of the whole fucking movie is the very end shot where he literally breaks the fourth wall because we all know that the murderer was real and was never caught. And Detective Park literally turns and looks directly into the lens out at the audience to because knowing that the murderer could very well be watching this movie right now. And he's doing his look into your eyes thing to oh, find the my yeah. God, is that the significance? That's of what that? I think it was. Is that's him going like throughout the oh whole movie? My God, I love that. There's you lots made a big of deal of it last night. I didn't yeah. really get why. You there's were lots a big of deal. moments in the movie where we see things that only like the, there's there's things that like we wouldn't see if we were only seeing from the detective's perspective. Yeah. So the whole movie ends up being a lot about like the perspective of who's watching. So when you consider the fact that the murderer is also watching the movie, we see things from the perspective of the audience and that we see things actually, from the perspective of the murderer sometimes. So we see things that only the murderer would have seen. So there's a scene where um, you're looking through the murderer's eyes. He's in the woods. Mm-hmm. It's his path that he always gets girls on and he's watching this woman walk down the path and you know what he's thinking. He's going to grab her. And at the same time, a younger girl walks by the other way, and you see him looking, and you're doing, you're the one looking, yeah, back and forth between these women, and you know he's making a choice, but then you're making a choice too because you you know both of the characters. So yeah, we have to decide so which one we want to see. And with. I found myself making a decision that I didn't want to make, but I had to make because I'm looking through his eyes, and I yeah. know, and I know one of the characters a little bit better, and so I want her to live. More than the other girl, and I felt like you. you Who did you pick? Oh, I I I wanted him to kill the girl he killed, the little girl. You wanted him to kill the little girl. Because I knew the other one better. That's fucked. She's not little. She's like high high school. 
You're fucked. Wait, which one did you want him to kill? I didn't want him to kill either. You Honestly, had to Nicole, make a decision. I didn't make a decision. I just was. You didn't make a decision. How could you not make a decision? I was sort of. I mean, just dreading knowing he was going to kill somebody and hoping, oh, maybe something will happen. He won't kill either of them. So you didn't be. You didn't in your head be like, he's going to go for that one. No, I honestly didn't. What's wrong with you? I don't know, honey. What's wrong with me? That's I'm a better question. Everything. Yeah, but there's there's so many neat moments, and it's a movie that I think would be even better the second time, knowing now that there are moments of the movie where you're seeing the uh, the events through the uh, fucking dog drinking water. You're seeing all the events through the perspective of the murderer, who is presumably could very well be watching this movie. Mm-hmm. So like it really, br- and then it makes the fourth wall breaking very like explicit at the end when he does that. Because they make he, so many times throughout the movie the whole look in my eyes thing where he can yeah. figure out if you're guilty by looking in your eyes. So he's looking into your eyes. Oh my god, that's so cool, Joy. I never even realized that. Um, can we just say how fucking good he was in this movie? Yeah, was he in that in actor? The, post as well? um, the actor's name. I just want to just look it up really quick because I, I mentioned it earlier, but he was so goddamn good. I think that's Song Kang Ho. He's so good. Everyone I think really he good. was in. I liked how yeah, he is in the host. Yeah, okay, he's like... also in Snowpiercer. Oh, I liked Snowpiercer a Me lot. Me too. Um, I liked how many people got drop kicked in this movie. Oh, that was such another funny running like, gag. Like his other friend running, Cho. His friend kept running and just like with both he would jump and kick someone over. So many times through so them. Anytime there was like a new suspect, that suspect was going <laughs> to get drop kicked in the face at least once. But even he parked dropkicked the other detective the at the beginning detective, of the movie that's right yeah by accident he's, the new detective's trying to help this woman out of the ditch he mistakes him for someone yeah. doing something wrong and dropkicks him it was really funny yeah i mean in case it hasn't been clear we both like loved this movie well i mean we started it late i didn't think i would get through it but i it didn't think such, i would get through it i was it so was tired it was such a good movie i needed to see the end i oh, was to- yeah. i had no problem staying awake i was so into it I also really liked, and I think it was a, like, a, um... Don't tell me, tell the mic. Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, I think it was, like, a good decision that he did everything very tactfully, like, like, the dead women, where you didn't see very much of it, it was very respectful, mm-hmm. or even the torture scenes, you don't, it's not very torturous, like... I yeah, just, no, it wasn't I just like really shocking or gory or anything. I just really enjoyed that it wasn't like that. And I do like that in some movies, but yeah. I just like that this movie didn't have that. I don't think it would have fit in this movie. Yeah. So what do you give it out of 10? Mm, 10. Yeah, me too. Sweet. Good job. Do we usually agree this well on movies? Um, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Depends. When it's like an arty movie like this, we I think we tend to agree. When it's like a schlocky movie, sometimes I love it and you hate it. Sometimes you love it and I hate it. I find like I like more, like I love new ones. I'm more forgiving of the cliches than you. Mm-hmm. Like I still enjoy, I enjoy the cliches for a reason. Yeah, I think for a movie to be cliche and schlocky, it has to be like old and kitschy for me to enjoy like a it. Movie. It has to be, yeah, exactly. Right, like I don't have like any pay. And, well, I didn't grow up, like you grew up loving things like Scream and I know what you did last summer in that, like yes. bre- that era. Yeah. And I came to those later. Like I didn't... St- I didn't get into horror movies till a little bit later, so like, I eventually saw Scream and liked it, but I never cared about it the way you did. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about Scream. Didn't we cover we've covered a Scream on this before, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Probably. Scream Four sucks. Do you have a list somewhere? <clears throat> yeah, I do. I actually have a letterboxed list called the. For our podcast. Yeah, for every episode we've ever done, and then there's a link to the episode on it. Yeah, if you search for Bride of the Creature Podcast Films on um, Letterboxd, 
Which means, so even though this is our 75th episode, it's our 82nd film. Because oh, we've done like done versus. versus things, right? I think we do for versus. Let's see if we can get through another episode with one movie first before we start being like, let's do two. You know, it is hard now. But it is fun to go back and look through at all these things we've watched. And then some of them that I go, I don't remember watching this movie. Like the documentary, The Jeffrey Dahmer Files. Do you remember watching that? Yes. I remember it sucked. Or looking at my rating, apparently it sucked. I don't remember it that well. Oh, I liked it. I still remember parts of it. Like, do you remember that we watched The Raven? That movie where John Cusack plays yes. a crown Poe? It was bad. It wasn't it's not great. It was, all. honestly, it Other was than like, I remember that we watched it. It was just, yeah, it was oppressively mediocre. Do you remember? <laughs> I think the lowest rating I've ever given a movie on this show, I've seen, a, we have a couple here that I've got one star for, but I think the only one I've ever given half a star because you can't go below half a star on Letterboxd. Yeah, even the Babadook only got one star. Um, but the lowest one I've ever given, just going to confirm this really quick just to Emerald make sure. Oh, no, there's two. There's two movies I gave half a star to. Wow. What? One of them was Curtains. I'm surprised that That's I... That's Curtains. Curtains, remember? That was the one where there's like... Um, With the figure skater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently I'm... I give it half a star. Oh. That doesn't seem fair. It should be like one. I don't remember it. I don't you remember. Hated yeah, the Babadook. I guess I did. I can't believe you gave Babadook one and like. The Babadook had half. decent cinematography. <laughs> um, let's see, but yeah, the one that I remember, like, but the one, the other one that I gave, like, I would never watch Curtains again. But the other one that I gave half a star to, usually for a movie to be half a star, it either has to be so bad that you never want to see it again. Oh my God, no! This, you know what? There's two. There's another one too. I gave the remake of Carrie half a star. Oh yeah, it's not. I hated that, but the one that I do remember giving half a star to that I would totally watch again because it was the funniest thing. No, I used to on a spreadsheet, but do you still? I don't know. You should keep that spreadsheet. Why don't you do a little bit of work? Anyway, do you want to know what it was? I'd rather not. Do you want to know what it was? What the pumpkin carver? Remember? (laughs) With a K. That's the one we we watched watched on YouTube. Like seventeen different. Because it was the only way we could get it was on YouTube. And you bought it on VHS since then. No, I didn't. We have it downstairs. Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to watch have, it, if you're going to have a VHS. We should totally watch movie, the pumpkin, pumpkin carver. carver. Oh god, that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, like it's also funny because Carrie, the original, I'm pretty sure I gave five stars to. So interesting. I did. No, four and a half. I guess there was something about it that I didn't like. <laughs> There's a few one stars on here. Are we gonna go through them for real? Yeah, well, not all of them. I just thought I'd mention a couple. This is a fun game. Let's play. Nicole can guess how many stars Joey gave some of the movies we've we done. We used to play games. Yeah, well, here's a new game. <laughs> here's some that surprised even me. Okay, what do you think I gave Texas Chainsaw 3D? It was the second movie we ever did on the podcast. Uh, three. Three and a half. You were close. What did I give Mama? Two. Two and a half. I liked it better than you thought. What did I give Splice? Five. Four and a half. I don't know what it was that didn't... I remember you liked that movie. I liked it a lot. Oh, I also gave the original Haunting half a star. Okay. Oh, I gave... I've given more than I thought. The Haunting, the remake of The Haunting, I gave half a star. The original Haunting, I gave five stars. Oh, I hated the the remake. And I gave And I love remakes. The Apparition, I gave half a star. I don't even remember what this movie is. It has a Drake Malfoy in it from Harry Potter. Yeah, you're right, it does. Plagued by frightening occurrences in their home, Kelly and Ben learn a university's parapsychology experiment. Like, twisted. Every time they turn around, like there's a doorway. Twisted, oh yeah, and they keep getting or... into like a Faraday cage or something. Yeah, I remember you making fun of it because like they turn around and they and in their closet all the coat hangers are twisted up, and you're like, oh. 
<laughs> Do you remember when we watched... Okay, what did I give? A Tale of Two Sisters. That was the Korean one. Five. That's right. That was so I like good. Korean. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine today about... I said, I wonder what it is about... Yeah. Michael. What do you Michael. care? I was thinking, I wonder what it is about Korean movies. <laughs> Shut up. About Korean movies that make them like so good and prevalent at making revenge movies. And then I thought... Or maybe a better question is, what is it about North Americans that make Korean revenge movies the only Korean movies we import? Because <laughs> presumably there's probably Korean movies about everything. We just tend to only bring in the ones that are about revenge. Because we're bloodthirsty. Apparently. Uh, okay. Atrocious I gave one star. Remember Atrocious? Yeah, I remember you saying it was atrocious and you thought that was so funny. I don't... I think I was probably being ironic. I think, I think well, anyway, that's going to wrap us up here this week <laughs> on the Bride of the Creature podcast. Like, you have the witches four stars? The witches scary. Apparently, I liked it better. I mean, I remember liking it, but... They're remaking it. Really? Delamar del Toro. Really? Yes. I'm in. Do you not go on Facebook? No. Hmm. Not really. I gave It Follows three stars. That seems high for a movie I don't like. Oh, well, I liked It Follows. I know you did. You know what's crazy? What? Like, that wasn't that many episodes ago for us. <laughs> oh, man. That makes me sad. We, we so saw much. it in the theater. It's <laughs> movie. Came out in 2014. Anyway, that's going to wrap us up this week here on the Bride of the Creature podcast. Uh, do we usually announce what our next movie is? We used to. Yeah, we don't anymore. We haven't. Because we. A while. Okay, good. Uh, it'll be Nicole's pick. We'll be back when we're back. Uh, until next time, I'm the creature Joey G. And I'm the bride Nicole. We all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. I remembered our. Outfit. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?